Today on The Daily Charge, Black Hat and DEFCON, AT&T's 5G, and breaking down the Note 10. Good morning and welcome to CNET's Daily Charge. It's Monday, August 6th. I'm Roger Chang. And I'm Jessica Dahlcourt. Let's take a look at today's headlines. While most of us are going to be focused on Samsung this week, there are two big cybersecurity conferences going on right now, Black Hat and DEF CON. Our own Alfred Ng is on his way to Las Vegas to hang out with the hacker community, but he's left us with a little tip sheet on what to pack for such an event. Uh, But ultimately, this is just advice for anyone. Uh, He notes having an updated iPhone is actually your best option for an event, really to keep things secure. Uh, Also, turn off your Bluetooth and Wi-Fi. Generally, that's good advice, right? Yeah, I mean, I hotspot this thing everywhere. Um, You do have to pay more. I think it's worth it. Just peace of mind. Yeah, public Wi-Fi. I mean, we've talked about for a long time the dangers of public Wi-Fi, even like a Starbucks Wi-Fi network. But folks still can't live without that stuff. I I admit I'm I'm sometimes guilty. Library Wi-Fi, wherever you are. I mean, it's definitely convenient. You want to hop on. But I just sort of think, you know, it's better to be self-contained and... Yeah, I think it's worth it. Yep. Well, the other advice he offers in terms of a notebook, having a Chromebook is your best bet in terms of it being private and secure. Uh, One other bit of news we'll be on the lookout for is a Forbes report that has Apple handing out a special secret version of its iPhone for hackers later this week. The idea is that the security experts will be able to dig around for potential vulnerabilities as part of a rumored new bug bounty program. Bug bounty program. That was... Say that 10 there. times fast. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's, a, it's a really interesting take, right? Yeah. Apple leaning into the hacker community to mm-hmm. work on security for its phone. And I think that's part of the reputation that Apple is trying to cultivate with making its OS more secure than Android, which is fragmented. Right. Android has done this for a while because it's open and, and naturally there are more problems there, right? And so I think for a lot of security professionals, being able to dig into the iPhone has been really tough before because it's been locked down. So having an open version is a big step in the right direction. All right, AT&T has turned on its 5G network today in New York, but unlike other carriers, it still hasn't made it available to consumers. If if 5G network is live, but we can't use it, does it really exist? I'm still not exactly sure what AT&T is doing here because you've got, it, it is an interesting take to concentrate on the business, you know, segment. Yeah. Um, and in some senses, it makes sense because 5G is going to be expensive and right now it's limited. Mm-hmm. So who's going to bankroll that? They're thinking perhaps that regular consumers don't want to pay $1,300 for a device to not be able to use. That's frustrating. But perhaps the company IT department doesn't mind. It's maybe a drop in the bucket. Mm. Yeah, it's only select business customers. And I get the sense that they're sort of like cozy business customers that have a good relationship with AT&T anyways and probably don't want to talk about the Got to get those testimonials. There you go. Uh, lastly, our, we've got our main story. <laughs> The Galaxy Note 10 makes its debut tomorrow, but our own Jessica Dolcourt has a nice breakdown of how we got here. That original Note had a 5.3-inch display, which elicited a lot of gags because it was deemed super large and just ridiculous looking. Nowadays, we don't even blink an eye. So just for the sake of comparison, the iPhone at that time had a 3.5-inch screen, which is like unbelievable by today's standards. And even then, this was 2011, by the way, even then... All of the customers were clamoring for a larger screen, but mm. by larger, they meant four inches, right. which was the size of the Galaxy S4. Um, so then along comes a 5.3 inch screen, and it's not like today's. This is the Galaxy Note 9. 
It's not like today's phones where you've got these nice slim bezels right. and the size of the screen doesn't necessarily mean that the phone is massive. It's large, but it's not like exponentially larger. Right. right? And back then we had a lot of bezel. Mm -hmm. We had physical buttons or maybe buttons sort of like below the screen, not necessarily integrated. Yep. There was yep. just a lot of extra border. So to have a 5.3 inch screen meant that the phone was actually big, but it was no bigger than doing this. But we were just like, right. oh my God, look at that. It's no, like holding we, a brick. We all took those photos. Shingle up yes. here, right? And yeah. and now even though there's less less of an emphasis on making calls with somebody, you do a lot of this, you do a little less of this. Right. Um, maybe you've got wireless earbuds, but you don't really stop when people do this, right? We've mm -hmm. got toothbrushes coming out of people's ears yep. with the iPods. Like yep. nobody cares about that. Um, but what's so interesting is that we did mock it and I reviewed that phone. Yep. And I talked about the screen size and I talked about the stylus and I talked about how, you know, it was great for multimedia, but nobody's going to really want to carry around a phone that big. It was just too big. And I was wrong. You know, it kicked off a trend. Mm -hmm. um, part of the reason is because Samsung's got the marketing clout to really sell those yep. ideas. And they were also controlling the popular, the becoming in exceedingly popular and increasingly popular Galaxy S line. Yep. So it was able to slowly nudge the screen size up on those devices while also selling the note and then selling the benefits of that larger display. So I think that that other manufacturers caught on and that's how the trend really kicked off. It feels like being in like a tub of water as the temperature keeps rising and rising, like the screen gets larger and larger. And now we've got these kind of massive screens and Samsung's credit. They've done a good job of slimming the bezel down, making it fairly uh, slim for the screen size. You get a lot of screen size for the body. Um, I still wonder if these phones are too big. What we learned is that people can adapt, mm. right? I've got smaller size hands and I complain about, oh, it's such a reach and this right. and that. And the thing is you just, you change how you use the device and you change what your expectations are for it. Right. And because we've got these faster speeds that let us do more on our phone, we rely on our phones mm -hmm. for, uh, for viewing, right? For playing games, for looking at the news, for on-demand communication, for on-demand video. Yep. So, okay, so it's a little big. That's okay. I got to get my stuff. I got to spend time on my phone. I've got to be productive or entertained. That is true. Although I have to say, I like I had a choice between uh, an iPhone XS or a XS Plus. I chose the XS because I, I, I wanted to go back to a smaller phone. I feel like we've gone too far. Our hands just can't, well, my hands are tiny as well. And I just can't handle the larger phones anymore. And that's really what the Fold is about, right? Just to, to take it off in a completely different direction. Yeah. What Samsung is doing, what it has done with the Galaxy Note line and what it's doing with the Fold, which has that screen that bends in the middle, problematic screen, but this phone is now going on sale for real in right. September sometime. But all of that is in service to having as large a screen as you can on a device or a body that is still portable enough, yep. right? And Samsung is banking once again that people would rather have the large screen space to do stuff on, to see stuff on, um, then they would something small that they can just fit into their back pocket or your little pocket on the front of your shirt. Well, we'll see if uh, Samsung's willing to bankroll that that promotional effort around that because it spent a lot of money pushing the Note and the, the Galaxy S line. So we'll see how the, the fold fares. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. And I'm Jessica Dahlcourt. Thanks for listening and watching.